Hello and welcome to this Open University video tutorial designed to supplement the module T189 Digital Photography. In this tutorial we're going to take a look at two tools for adjusting colour issues in Adobe Lightroom, the white balance tool and the HSL colour controls. The first tool we'll look at is the white balance tool and I'm going to use this image. It's a bit of an abstract image but I like it and the variety of colours and the base white of the shirt will be useful for assessing colour issues. White balance is a term used commonly in photography and it refers to the accuracy of the white in an image. The theory goes that all colours should be accurate if the white is. The white balance tool in Lightroom is located over here at the top of the basic adjustments panel. The tool gives us three ways to adjust the white balance in an image. The first method is to use this drop down set of presets. The first option here is as shot, which is exactly how your camera captured the white balance. You can cycle through each of the presets, each one has its own look. Auto, this is Lightroom's attempt to automatically balance the whites. I definitely think that the whites in the shirt do look quite accurate. Daylight, balances for typical daylight conditions. Cloudy for cloudy days, shade for shady conditions, and this is looking quite warm in colour now, and I like the warm look for this scene. You'll notice at this point that what the presets are doing is actually adjusting the colour temperature setting here, which is measured in Kelvin. There is also a tint value underneath, which slightly alters the tint in the image. We'll carry on cycling through now. Tungsten is 2850. Fluorescent is 3800, Flash 5500, and the custom setting is for you to adjust as you see fit. We'll set it back to as shot for now. You can see the original setting was 6900 Kelvin and plus 13 tint. The second tool you can use is this pipette selector tool here. Once I've selected that, I need to find an area of neutral white in my image. Something on the shirt here should be a good start. You'll also notice that up here, as I move it around, the preview changes to reflect how the white balance will look if I clicked that particular point. You can use this to find a specific look that you want, if you want it a bit cold or a bit warm, for example. As an example, let's choose this point here. It's come out quite cold looking, and you can see the colour temperature is 4400 plus 12 tint. The final way to make some adjustments to the white balance is using the sliders themselves. So I can cool things down to the left or warm things up to the right. It's best not to go to extremes. I like this image a little bit warm because it gives a nice summer evening look. I can adjust the tint in the image with green to the left and magenta to the right. Again, you can tailor this for your own desired look. It's a hard tool to get right and I tend to leave it somewhere close to the preset position. The next image I want to look at is this one. Not for the qualities of the image, but to show you the limitations of the pipette tool. You might think that a great point to choose would be the white sign here. So let's click it. Ah, we get an error. This area is too white and Lightroom really wants a darker tone, something closer towards the highlights rather than the whites, but still a neutral colour. 
For this image, the most neutral area I can find is the cement or mortar that holds the bricks together. So let's click there to get an approximate balance. From here, I can adjust the sliders to get a bit closer to how I feel it should look. This is a great tip and can be used whenever you can't find a good balancing point. Use the tools to get it close and then fine tune things with the sliders. In portraits, you can achieve a similar look by sampling the whites of an eye and then fine tuning from there. I'm going to move on to this image here. This image has some obvious colour issues. The blues in the sky are too green and the reds here are not as bright as they were when I was actually there. This isn't really a white balance problem, but I can use it to demonstrate the differences when dealing with JPEG images as opposed to the raw images we saw previously. Looking at the white balance sliders, you'll notice that we don't have a temperature value anymore. We just have a slider that goes from minus 100 blue to plus 100 red. We also don't have the presets. All we get is auto and as shot. We can still use the pipette tool and it's fairly effective. But the point here is that JPEG doesn't allow such fine controls over the exact colour temperature. You need to do all those kind of adjustments in your camera before you take the photograph. In this image, the blues and the reds are still inaccurate, and this could be caused by some other issue. The tools that we can use to adjust these are called the HSL sliders over here. HSL is Hue, Saturation and Luminance. Or you can select all and have a long list of them. I'm going to tackle them individually, starting with Hue. Hue allows you to adjust the tone of a specific colour in your image. I'm going to start with the blue sky because it's clearly too green. If we look at the blue slider here, you can see that the left is more green and right is more blue. I'll just demonstrate that. Left is green and right is blue and purple. I can use this to find a point on the slider where my blues look correct. Somewhere there. It looks a bit dark, but we'll come back to that shortly. Next, we'll look at these reds here. They look too orange. I have a feeling that there is both red and orange in this colour, so I'll probably have to adjust both of those sliders. There's a good way to adjust more complicated colours like this by selecting this little tool here. Select it, come over here, and you can see that the mouse pointer has changed. We just click and drag down or up, and you'll notice that both the red and orange sliders are moving. I can still take things to extremes if I really wanted to, but let's go for something more subtle. I still think we need to adjust the sliders here though. Okay, I'm fairly happy with that, so I'll move on to show you the saturation sliders now. These sliders control the saturation of colours in your image. You've already seen the saturation slider here, and if I drag it either way, it adjusts the saturation of all the colours in the image. The saturation sliders allow you to control the saturation of individual colours in the image instead. For instance, if I just want to adjust the red, I just drag the red slider to my own taste. I can just adjust the orange and mix the two sliders to match the colours that I want. Another trick here is that you're able to desaturate several colours, leaving just one colour saturated. I'm sure you've seen this technique used on classic images of red phone boxes or London buses for example. 
So if I just take the saturation of all the colours down, except the red and orange, you can see that we have a different look to our image, with a grey sky and a white and red column. But I'm going to reset those now, because that's not the look that I wanted for this image. The last tool I want to show you is the Luminance sliders. Luminance allows you to adjust the brightness of each individual colour. With the blue slider here, I can drag it to the left to darken it, or to the right to lighten it. You might find in some images that the Luminance slider will add unwanted noise and artefacts into your image, and you'll need to be careful with how much you apply this tool. I'll just do some further adjustments, this time to the Aqua slider, as there's probably some of that in the sky too. Then I'm going to go back and tweak the hues again, trying to improve the look of the sky. That's looking better. And I might just try the saturation sliders to enhance it further. So, we've seen the hue, saturation and luminance sliders in action there. These are great tools that allow you really fine control of the colours in your photographs. Thank <music> you.